Acts chapter 19, verses 11 and verse 12. The Bible says, In God wrought special miracles. Someone say special miracles. By the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. And I want to talk to you for a few minutes this morning on the subject, the dimension of special miracles, the dimension of special miracles. And then we are going to see God do what only God can do. Would you thank the Lord one more time with me in advance? And Lord Jesus, I worship you and I praise you. And I release the gift of faith right now in this audience on every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl. And I thank you for what you're about to do. Anoint me and the people right now in Jesus' name. And you may be seated this morning. Praise the Lord. I apologize for the voice. We've been in 18,000 different climates, it feels like, in the last three weeks. Amen. Hell wanted no part of Jesus. When he chased the devil out of the wilderness that day like a scared little girl, Jesus was so anointed when he came out of that wilderness. The devil wanted nothing to do with him. He did not want to go near him. He had so much power and so much authority that when he went into the atmosphere, anything could happen. He was so powerful. The first miracle he ever did in his earthly ministry, he did not even use anything but his mind. When they wanted water, they wanted wine, he told them to just fill water pots with water. And when they filled the water pots with water, he thought about the water in the water pots and the water turned into wine because the mind of God had released something. If he thinks about you, something will change. He does not even have to speak to your situation. He can think about you this morning and everything around you would flip in a second because his thoughts are higher than your thoughts and his ways are higher than your ways. And he said, I I know the thoughts that I think toward you and they are thoughts of peace you can be going through hell right now and if he thinks about you while I'm preaching peace will come all upon you and you will not even know where the peace came from it's because he thought about you when you were sitting there that's his mind he was so powerful his clothes healed people your suit might look sharp, but I promise you, it will be much more impressive if it can heal people. I'm not impressed with your tie unless it can heal people. Jesus Christ would walk through crowds and cities, and they would do anything they could to touch him. One woman, sick 12 years, crawled through a crowd to touch the hem of her, his garment. And when she touched his clothes, a 12-year disease went back to the pits of hell where it came from because the virtue was so thick on Jesus that he actually wore miraculous power. 
We haven't even talked about his his feet. His feet were amazing. He he could walk on waters in storms. He had dominion over the sea, and the sea would bow down at his feet like nothing was even there. In Matthew 15, they brought the lame, the blind, the dumb. They brought the maimed and many others, the Bible said, and they threw them all at his feet, and he healed every single one of them. If you land near the feet, of Jesus you're in the greatest place you can possibly be they should have never thrown the woman caught in adultery at the feet of Jesus because no matter how low you get if you get near his feet there's always a chance that you will rise again from where you are at rejoice not against me oh my enemy for when I fall I shall arise Somebody clap your hands to the Lord right now. His feet were so powerful that when it was time to raise Lazarus from the dead, Martha, the worker, is so frustrated because she sent word and he didn't come. And now Lazarus has been dead four days. And here comes Jesus. And Martha comes to him face to face and says, had you been here, my brother would not have died. And he said, I'm not. He said, you go find me, Mary. Mary's the worshiper. That'll preach, by the way. Because when Mary went and found him, the Bible said she found him in the same place that Martha left him. In other words, he's coming to do the miracle. But because of Martha's attitude, he stopped coming and said, I'm not coming any closer until you get me a worshiper. Oh, I was cute, but I was better than that. I promise you. He said, in other words, I, I can do anything, but I do not respond to people that are mad at me. I respond to people that come to worship me. People that come to adore me. That's what makes me move. And when Martha, when Mary came to him, she said the exact same words Martha did. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But there's only one small difference. It says the Bible said Mary came to his feet. If I come to your face with a question, I'm saying that I have a right to talk to you face to face. I am equal. I can speak to you man to man. But oh, if I come to your feet, I'm saying I'm not as great as you are. You are greater than me, and I need what you have. It was the exact same need, but it was a different approach. Mary said, if I can just get near his feet, I know something will happen in my family. And he said, take me to the tomb. And we haven't even talked about his ears. Oh, we're going somewhere. I was the devil. I would just leave now. His ears were so good. He could hear in a crowd of people screaming. One voice get louder than the rest of screaming men and women. A voice that began to scream, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. That voice stood out above the rest of the screaming people that were thronging him. He stopped in his tracks and told blind Bartimaeus to come to him. And the blindness had to leave Bartimaeus because he had gotten the attention of the king of kings and the lord of lords Bartimaeus's need didn't get his need get God's attention the need did not stir up Jesus his voice did your need needs to get a voice 
Your need is not enough. You can drown in a storm. And he would have, he would have let the disciples drown that day, but had they not called out and cried out to him because he wants to hear you. Oh Lord, that how here is prayer. He hears you when you call on his name. On the cross, his body was broken and beaten and he was dying, but his ears were working really good. Even though the rest of his body was in shambles, his ears were just fine because he heard the cry of a thief on another cross saying, please remember me. And he couldn't, even though he was shut down, even though he was dying, he could not reject the cry that made its way to his ears. That's why when you're in the atmosphere like this, don't be intimidated by your neighbor. Don't sit there silently when the Lord is passing you by. He's listening to see if you are desperate. He wants to hear your voice. Reach out to him with your need. (laughs) He can hear you right now. And we haven't even talked about his eyes. Oh, his eyes were good. He could see four miles from a mountaintop in the pitch black of night onto a stormy sea with no lights and no lighthouse and see his disciples toiling in rowing in the storm and made his way down the mountain and walked on the beach and then walked on the water to them because he saw them in their battle and saw them in this storm and a crowd of 5,000 people he told everyone to sit down with the disciples said we have nothing he said oh there's something here there's a little bag I, you're, you're gonna find it in a moment but there's something in the atmosphere that you need to see that I can already see a few loaves and a couple of fish he saw in a crowd of 5,000 people watch this one he saw a donkey tied up in a different town On his way to Calvary, he said, there's a donkey and there's a colt. They're in a village tied up over there. I need you to go tell the owners the Lord has need of If he can see a donkey that's caught in a bind, are you going to tell me this morning he can't see you and your family? And the so oh, I wish I had more than six of you. And the situation that you're in, he can see everything that you're going through. The hairs on your head are... His eyes were so good that he saw you and I when he was on the cross. Isaiah said he saw his seed. He saw me and you while he was dying. That kept it, that kept it fresh in his mind. It's, it's not so hard to die for the world when you can see the faces of people coming 2,000 years later to Atlanta West needing your power and your salvation. And he saw you where you're sitting right now. And we haven't even talked about his hands. And his hands were so powerful. 
That when Peter's mother-in-law had a fever, he just touched her with his hand and the fever left her head. His hands were so powerful when a blind man needed to see. He took mud and he put it in his hands. He watched this and he put the mess on the blind man's eyes. You see, the blind man didn't understand. What are you doing? I'm already blind. This is this makes no sense. I'm already, I already have a dilemma. Why would you put something else on me? But the mess had been in the hands of the master and any anytime you're in a mess just understand right now that what you're going through has already gone through the hands of God nothing slips by him nothing attacks you that didn't get permission to come at you first if he knew you couldn't handle it he wouldn't let it go to you but the mess you're in is not permanent it's a temporary vehicle to a miracle that god has for you the mess connects you to the miraculous some people would not get desperate if they were not in a mess but because they're going through hell they come on a sunday morning and say show me where the water is i need a miracle from god His hands were so powerful, he touched a leper, even though it was against the law, and touched him, and leprosy left his body instantly. His hands were so powerful that when he saved Peter from drowning, he reached out one hand and caught the drowning preacher and pulled him up and saved him when he saved Thomas from going to hell he did it by using his hand he said I'm going to show you what you're looking for and showed him the nail prints in his hand and Thomas who was on his way to hell doubting and walking away from God turned and became a preacher till the day of his death because he knew there's something about the hand of God that I have seen that will forever impact me Psalm said he opens up his hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing not even both hands just one hand if he opens it up right now every human's need would be met every dog every cat every cow every lion every plant every tree every flower every need if the hand of god touches you or if the hand of god is on you that's all you need and we haven't even talked about his mouth. This is getting fun. His mouth was so powerful. He spit on people and they got healed. That's some anointing right there. You don't mess with that. I've had people spit on me, but I didn't get healed. He could breathe on you. And then he could speak after he breathed, receive the Holy Ghost. And a few days later, thousands would have it because he had released one breath. I've had people breathe on me. And I did not receive a miracle. I needed a miracle. called a mint and toothpaste 
Toothbrush, homie, use it. His mouth was so powerful. He often did three-word sentences to do miracles. When the storm was going to sink everybody, he just stood up and said, Peace be still. And the wave said, Yes, sir, sorry. When he got to Lazarus' graveyard, he didn't have to go inside the tomb. It was 26 steps down to where Lazarus' dead body was wrapped up in grave clothes. He just opened his mouth and said, Lazarus, come forth. And death said, we have to leave the graveyard because the mouth of the king has spoken. When he saved you and me on a cross, he said, it is finished and no matter what the devil has done to you if those three words hit your situation you can be delivered from anything anyone anywhere anytime his mouth was so powerful when the soldiers came to arrest him they said, we're looking for Jesus. He said, I am he. And they fell on their backs as if they were dead. When he stood before Herod, he didn't even open his mouth. Herod said, tell me who you are. And he said, you don't want me to do that. Because if he opened his mouth, Herod would be a dead man. And if he speaks to your situation this morning, it might be back pain. It might be cancer. It might be debt. It might be marital trouble. It might be a lost kid. But if he speaks, I do not care what demon has defied you, tormented you, and said nothing will ever change. If he speaks to the situation, it will instantly become whatever his will is in heaven. And that's why we pray thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Because if he speaks from heaven, it will manifest in this building. And we have not even talked about his name. But at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run therein and they are saved. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. What is his name? Somebody shouted like you mean it. Now you may feel nothing, but devils just trembled right there because they tremble at the mention of the name that's above every other. Somebody praise that name right now. That name has all power, all authority, all dominion.
that's why something happens when you call his name something happens when you shout his name something happens when you scream his name he cannot ignore somebody that gets the name of Jesus in their mind in their mouth in their heart because that name has authority over everything that you're facing that you're struggling with that you're battling that's why when the car's coming at you from across the road you scream the name because you know with one mention of his name the car can miss you for some unknown reason that's why you bless your food in his name that's why you baptize in his name that's why you pray in his name he said in everything you do do it in my name do everything under his name Something just walked in the building. I feel faith above the surface now. Someone just take a few seconds and praise that name. Even if that's the only thing you say, just say the name. Whisper the name. Shout the name. Scream the name. Declare the name. His name is bigger than cancer. I said his name is greater than HIV. His name is greater than diabetes. His name is greater than divorce. His name is greater than your past. There's nothing as powerful as his name. And we haven't even talked about his blood. But what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. Oh, the old timers used to sing, I wish we still did. There's power in the blood. Because when they would sing about the blood, something would get on everybody that had ever messed up, ever failed, ever dropped the ball. And they would remember, oh, I've got a covering that I never had before. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Oh, how precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood. The blood just does something when I think about one drop of blood redeemed a life of sin. If one drop of blood gets on you, everything that you've ever done is erased. Something's in here. Something's in here. Let's go farther. You can be seated. Let's go into this. That's why when Helg hired humans to kill him, 
they attacked everything I just preached. Mocked his mind, said, if you're really the son of God, do this. Stripped off his clothes. Screamed profanities into his ears. Nailed his feet to the cross. Blindfolded his eyes, one verse says. Nailed his hands. Mocked his name. Slapped his mouth. Drained his blood. And thought, we've got him. What can he do now? But when he resurrected himself, he didn't even use any of that. Because he had power still. <laughs> because power is all t belongs to God. He's omnipotent. And so you can take everything away you want from him, but he'll still resurrect in power. Because Paul said, oh, that I might know him in the power of his resurrection. So he gets up with power and he looks at everybody and he starts unleashing the people to be what he was only at a greater level. He said, greater things than these shall you do. Peter goes on a rampage so powerful that his shadow starts healing people. Philip walked into Samaria, a place that Jesus only had one convert there. Philip turned the city upside down made sorcerers repent healed all the sick people Paul was so powerful that the Bible said they would take handkerchiefs or aprons from his body and special miracles were done by his hands word special why what's 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 the difference between a miracle and a special miracle what's the difference isn't a miracle special well why does it say it's special what paul did this word special in the greek right there means to hit the mark as in discharging a javelin or an arrow you ready for this paul's power was so amazing paul's anointing was so powerful that when he prayed god would shoot his prayers into the situation if you knew you had a cancerous tumor or you didn't know the power of Paul's prayer was so apostolic that it would go inside your body and find the situation and eradicate it. If it was a demon in your house, when Paul started praying, if they took a handkerchief into your house, the demon would see it and say, that's from Paul, and he would leave your house immediately. That's the power of an apostolic believer. When you pray, listen to me, when you lay hands on someone, don't beg God to heal them. He never said, go pray for the sick. He said, go heal the sick. Oh, that's cute. We don't really believe that. We think we got to beg and cry and whine. That's not the gift of faith. The gift of faith says God is able to do it right now, and I am a mouthpiece of God, and I will speak a miracle to you in the name of Jesus. Paul would pray and like basically to hit the mark or to shoot God would shoot the miracle the prayer cloth of the New Testament is like David's rock of the Old Testament David just threw it and God aimed it Paul just prayed it and God aimed it you do not have to know all the details of your neighbor's pain or problem you just have to have the ability to throw the rock to pray the prayer and if you have faith in your spirit for the holy ghost if you've got faith in your spirit god will aim the prayer you can see a couple walk up and have no idea what they need and just pray lord i speak life and have no idea that they need a child but god god will take that prayer and go right into the lady's womb and cause life inside of her because that's the power of a special miracle
And so I asked the Lord a few years ago. I said, if this happened in my Bible, why can it not happen now? So I was preaching one night. And I, they had prayed in the service for a man with a brain tumor and his wife. And I was preaching that night later on. We had prayed for him during song service. And I just had a handkerchief. I wasn't paying attention. I was, I was just using the handkerchief for sweat. And I was preaching and I was had faith and I went back to just pray for the man I wasn't preaching this at all I went back and prayed for the man God would heal him in Jesus name I was just yelling going crazy when I laid hands on him the wife took the handkerchief out of my hand and she was an elder and I thought well I have to be respectful because, but I kind of need that but okay want the mic too and she uh, said I, I need this I said okay and she took it and they went to Duke Hospital the next morning and the tumor had shrunk in half. And so she's wait, she start, that's not the miracle. <coughs> she starts rejoicing and yelling and praising God. And next door is a man dying of stage four cancer. And the man hears her rejoicing. And he asks the nurse, what's going on next door? And the nurse said, this lady's husband had a tumor and it has shrunk in half. He said, bring her in here, please. And she walked in with a handkerchief. About to get apostolic. And she walked in and he said, would you pray for me? And she laid the handkerchief on him and said, in the name of Jesus, I command this cancer to go. And the next day when they took a test in his body, there was no cancer at all in his body because we have a God. My Bible says he can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think. <laughs> Miracles started happening. I don't have time to go into all of them. There were so many. One girl in Chicago had a hole in her ear. We prayed. God closed up the hole right there in church. This crazy stuff. And uh, we went to a service in Indiana, I may have told you this before. I don't know if I, if I did, I apologize. It's for someone here, though. I went to a service in Indiana and was praying for the people in the altar. We were praying for all the sick people, and we were walking out in the pews. It was one of those crazy apostolic services where you step on chairs. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that here, but you step on chairs, and you're praying for people. And I was just, I was losing my mind, you know, just, ah, everybody be healed. And so I was praying for people. And I, halfway through the altar call, I'm about nine rows back, and I've got hands on everybody in the building. And the Lord speaks to me and says, go downstairs. I'm like, Yes, sir. So I went downstairs, and there was a lady, and my wife went with me. And we went downstairs. There was a lady teaching a, a kid's uh, church down there, and I just assumed it was her. We were down there for her. I said, ma'am, is there anything you need? She said, yeah, I've got cancer. We prayed. God healed the cancer. That wasn't even the miracle. And so we're walking out of the room, and as we're walking out to go back upstairs, I feel something yank on my coattail, and it's a little little guy from the classroom. He said, hey, preacher, I'm, my name is Justin. I'm 11 years old. My name is Justin Rogers. I said, hey, Justin, what's going on, buddy? He said, hey, I have a question. I said, what's up? But he said, do you think Jesus can heal my grandma of cancer? I said, yes, sir. I said, do you believe it? He said, yes, sir. I don't know what to do, though. I said, does she live here in town? He said, yeah. I said, can you go see her? He said, yeah. I said, like tomorrow? He said, yeah. I said, is she home? He said, yeah, she's in bed. I said, okay. I said, here's what you do. I want you to go to grandma's house tomorrow. I want you to walk up to her bed. I want you to lay your hand on her. And I want you to say, by the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus, 
cancer be gone. He said, hold on a second. I'm going to have to write that down. <laughs> he comes back like 12 days later with his pen and paper. By the authority. How do you spell authority? A, U, this is going to take a while. By the authority of the word of God. Of the word of God. So we go through this whole deal. And he writes, he said, I've got it. I, mean, I have to be honest with you. All the faith I had felt upstairs, I was ready to go tap out and get in the car and go to the room. <laughs> so I'd hear, I'd just go and preach and, and keep going. A few months later, I go back to that church. I walk in the door, and guess who comes to meet me? Justin. Remember me, preacher? I said, hey, sure do, man. The writer. He said, well, I, I want to tell you something. I don't have your phone number, so I have to tell you now. <laughs> I took that card to Grandma's house, and I put it on her bed, and I put my hand on her, put my hand on my grandma. And he said, I said, by the authority, didn't even, didn't even say it with emotion, by the authority of the word of God, by the power of the name of Jesus, cancer be gone. He said, and guess what? I said, hit me with it, baby. He said, when she went to the doctor the next week, there was no cancer in her body. I don't care if you're 10 or 80. There's something special about an apostolic believer that says God can use me right now. God can use me right now. Miracles started happening. The cloth isn't the miracle. The cloth is a point of faith. Nothing to do with the cloth. It has to do with your faith. And if it's in the Bible, I preach it. And so I went to Stockton, California. There's, i got to take up more. This is, and I preached this. And I remember I, would, I was just, you guys are so organized. It's amazing. I had like a big pile of these cloths. And I was like, God, I can heal anyone. I just threw them. <laughs> everyone was just like diving on the floor, grabbing them. And I don't know why I did that. I have no clue. The evangelist in me. And so I thought nothing of it. We People were healed and stuff. Thank the Lord. Well, like several months later, I go back, and this lady runs up to me. And she says, hey, Brother Harry, my name is Elaine Dominguez. I think when she was 51 years old. She said, I got one of those prayer cloths. I said, yeah. She said, I was having open heart surgery the next day. I thought that was what it was for. I took it to surgery with me, and surgery went good. I said, thank the Lord. She said, that's, she said, that's not the miracle. I said, okay. She said, after the surgery was over, I thought, well, do I need this? I don't guess I don't, guess I don't need it. I'll just put it on my, on my dresser. She said, no, you got to understand, my bed is against the wall, and my dresser is right beside my bed. She said, and my, my house is on the, on the corner of uh, two streets. She said, so I just put the prayer cloth on my dresser. She said, I calculated it. It was 91 days later. The prayer cloth had just sat there. She said, I'm sitting on my bed. The, the dresser is one foot away from my bed. I've got my right foot hanging off the bed. She said, I'm sitting there reading. I think she was reading the Bible, reading a book. She said, I was sitting there reading, and a car came through my bedroom window. She showed me all the pictures on her phone and screeched up to my edge of my leg. And missed my leg and the prayer cloth landed between me and the car. 
And she said, I thought the whole time I was just sitting it there as a reminder of a miracle. But God knew that 91 days later something would happen and he still protected me. Oh. I said, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his ways. Where it started getting wild was when I went to Palm Bay, Florida in a service and the lady walked up and we had been preaching faith and, 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 and I don't preach this very often. It's when the Lord tells me to, and he told me to yesterday. And, and, and when, and I remember I, I said, God can heal. If you got him, you need a miracle. I was just handing him out in the crowd. God can, it's not about the handkerchief, but if you have faith, just use it as a point of faith that God's going to, some kind of, I basically said, it's like a physical thing to hold on to that God's going to do something. And I walked up by a lady just put one in her hand and said, God's going to give you a miracle. Several months later, she came back. She said, when you gave me that, I didn't even need a miracle. She said, I thought, well, he, I don't know what's going on. So I just put it in my purse. And she said, my cousin is an atheist. He's an electrician. And a couple of weeks ago, he's up on a ladder and gets shocked. I forget how many volts it was. Ridiculous amount. And electrocuted. Falls on the ground Dead could not revive him, took him to the hospital dead. They called our family and they're telling us the news and we're in the lobby. He's already gone. And she said, when they said he's already gone, I looked in my purse and saw the handkerchief. Oh yeah, we believe God heals headaches. And she said, I pulled that out. What have I got to lose? She said, would someone take this in there and put it on my cousin? And the nurse took, she said, what for? She just do it. And the nurse took that handkerchief in that room and closed the door. And five seconds later, the nurse screamed at the top of her lungs. Because when she touched that man's body with that handkerchief, he sat straight up alive, completely resurrected. We, oh, I know some of you are wondering, huh? Don't believe it. If you don't want, I don't care. It happens. That's the kind of stuff that God wants to do among us. We must believe it. That's apostolic. I don't remember all the details, but Bishop can vouch for me that a few month, couple months ago, we went to your, one of your daughter works, Brother Copeland, and a young man, and, and I believe... I don't know for his girlfriend or someone. We we had, we prayed for a prayer cloth. Was it her friend? Her friend was in the hospital. I think this has like five percent chance to live, and all these kind of things would be wrong if she lives. Is that right? And they took the prayer cloth to her, and God raised her up and miraculously healed her body. I don't know what the needs are in this building, but there's been a shift in this church. And I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost that you are entering a season of the miraculous right now. And your financial miracle that just happened is a signal to you that God is stepping you into a promised land. And there are miracles to be gained that you have never possessed before. And they are right here among the people. Someone ought to praise the Lord right now for something that's about to happen. I said something is about to happen in your family, in your ministry, in your mind, in your health. Stand to your feet right now.
Who needs a miracle from the Lord? People are about to be healed this morning in this room. I, so, I could tell you so many stories. One pastor's wife in Indiana came to a revival. We were, we were at Brother Jordan's, your, your father's church. A separate, another pastor and his wife came. She had been deaf in her, her, I think it was her left ear since she was born, 50-something years old. Took that prayer cloth and put it under her pillow and slept on it for, I think, six months. And then after six months, woke up one Sunday morning, went to the church and said, man, the music's really loud. What are they doing? They need to turn that down. What's going on? And then she realized the Lord had opened her ear in the middle of the night. It's apostolic. It's book of Acts. It's special. Do you have faith for it? If your need is physical, you've got a physical need in your body. Would you come stand up here right now? pain disease something wrong you can't figure it out come stand up here right now if you're physically able if you're not physically able you can come sit in the front row or, or sit where you are and raise your hand if you if you're not physically able to stay where you are and raise your hand where i'm going to look for you it's look at this there's about to be several people healed right now There's power in the name of Jesus. There's authority in the name of Jesus. The most dangerous combination is the name and a bunch of people with faith in that name that the situation can be met. People are still coming. People are about to be healed in this room. <laughs>